0: chapter forty eight of carpenter's geographical reader asia by frank carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b russia in asia transcaucasia turkestan and the steppes our last journeys are to be in the vast provinces of asia belonging to russia of all nations the russians are the largest landholders they own about one-seventh of all the land upon earth and their possessions in asia cover more than one-third of that continent siberia is one-third greater in extent than the whole of the united states including alaska and the russian provinces which lie south of western siberia and north of afghanistan persia and turkey have altogether an area equal to one-half that of our country these vast territories are for the most part thickly settled the southwestern provinces are largely made up of deserts and northern siberia is as cold and bare as northern alaska the countries are so vast that we shall travel rapidly over them stopping only at such places as have to do with the commerce and work of the world we begin our explorations in transcaucasia a beautiful little country which is bounded on the north by the caucasus mountains it is only about four times as large as the state of pennsylvania but it has over eleven million people and is by far the most thickly settled province of asiatic russia the soil is rich producing grain cotton rice and tobacco and such fruits as grapes figs peaches and almonds the people are of several races and we meet everywhere georgians armenians and russians the georgian men wear long robes pantaloons high boots and cone-shaped caps of black wool their robes are belted in at the waist they have rows of cartridges upon their breasts and pistols in their belts many of them carry swords and they impress us by their fierce looks the georgian women are so beautiful that the richer turks come here for their wives indeed there was once a regular business of buying and shipping these girls to constantinople but this is now contrary to law although some are still sold and smuggled out of the country these women have fair rosy complexions black hair large eyes and white teeth they are slender with small hands and feet most of them can dance well and many play upon the tambourine and guitar they wear gowns much like those of our country but their headdress consists of a small round cap over which is thrown a white silk or lace handkerchief tied under the chin we start at batum on the black sea and from there go by rail to baku on the caspian the road runs through the mountains passing tiflis the capital a large and well fortified city at batum we see many tank steamers loading petroleum on the railroad we go by long trains of tank cars and at baku find ourselves surrounded by huge oil tanks tall derricks and great pumping works which remind us of the oil regions of california texas or pennsylvania the land here is underlaid with beds of petroleum and there is a vast industry in raising the oil and shipping it to russia and other parts of the world the russian oil although by no means so abundant as ours is our chief competitor in the foreign markets much of it is carried in tanks or in pipes to batum and thence over the black sea into the mediterranean whence it goes to the various countries of Europe, Asia, and Africa. At Baku, we find a steamer which takes us across the Caspian Sea and lands us on the opposite shore, where we get the Trans-Caspian Railroad, which carries us more than a thousand miles eastward into the heart of Central Asia. Both the engines of the steamer and those which pull our cars use petroleum as fuel. We travel for miles through deserts, visiting now and then an oasis or fertile spot where the land is cut up by irrigating canals and where every drop of water is saved to feed the dry soil we pass through kiva and bokhara little countries ruled by kings or emirs subject to russia the people are tartars and they look not unlike the turks they are chiefly farmers raising wheat rice barley cotton tobacco and silk we find delicious peaches melons and grapes the railroad takes us through vast fields of cotton whose product is now competing with ours in the markets of russia we see also wandering tribes who have flocks and herds of goats sheep horses and camels they dwell in round tents which they move about to the best feeding grounds they have also cities and villages this region was the original home of the turks from where they moved westward to the mediterranean sea there are several other races in bokhara however and on the whole the people look very strange caravans of camels bring loads of freight to the stations and we see men riding about on horses and camels the villages and cities are dirty and squalid the houses are made of mud bricks and even the railroad stations are mud we visit the oasis of merv and crossing the great river amu go on to bokhara and samarkand through a fertile, irrigated country cut up by countless canals. The land rises as we journey on toward the east. We reach the Pamir, which is one of the highest countries of the world, and then move northward over a plateau through Russian Turkestan on our way to Siberia. Our train takes us by Tashkend to the great body of salt water, known as the Aral Sea, and thence across the Kyrgyz steppes where we meet the tartar herders and shepherds who form its inhabitants they are known as kirghiz they are one of the nomad races of asia numbering more than three millions their country is about one-third as large as russia in europe the kirghiz have vast herds of camels sheep horses and cows they dwell in circular tents covered with felt and move about from one pasture field to another they are proud of being stock breeders rather than farmers these people remind us of our american indians and also of the tartars north of the great wall of china they have high cheekbones small oblique eyes and skin the color of copper both men and women wear yellow or red leather trousers and over them a long robe much like a dressing gown the trousers and robe are tied in by a belt at the waist in addition to these garments the women have a close-fitting shirt they are fond of jewelry and paint and powder their faces braiding ribbons and horsehair into their hair to make it seem longer the kirghiz have many odd customs girls are usually wedded at fifteen or younger and the groom has to pay for the bride giving her parents a certain number of sheep horses or camels before the marriage takes place a poor and rather homely girl is often sold for one or two camels but a beautiful rich one may bring as much as fifty camels or one hundred sheep among these people the wife does the most of the work she puts up and takes down the tents and loads them upon the camels when the tribe moves to a new feeding ground she aids in watching the stock and is expected to do all the milking this is a great task for not only the cows but also the sheep goats and mares are milked the cows sheep and goats are milked only morning and evening but the mares are milked three times a day one of their chief dainties is kumis, which comes from mare's milk it is a liquor made by putting the milk into a leather bag and keeping it there for about two weeks during which time it is frequently shaken it soon ferments producing a drink which tastes somewhat like buttermilk but which will intoxicate one if he takes over much chapter forty eight